0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo
1: 11. Ladies and gentlemen, your hosts, da-na-na, da-na-na. Joe Stanberg. Thank you very much.
0: That's beyond cringe, right there. Um, beyond cringe. I, I.
1: That's the show, though. Honestly, if you were just rename it to Beyond Cringe. Beyond, beyond the final cringe. Beyond the final cringe. It's like you've cringed. Uh, you have. You've had your last cringe, and we are. We are past that. We are beyond that. We are light years past the last time you will ever cringe. We are there. We are time travelers. This show is time traveling into the future. Do you know? Do you know that technically? So, this is true. Every single person is a is a time traveler.
0: I'm not going to entertain that. Thought. N-
1: we look, look, hear me out. Everybody is is a time traveler. You know why? We are all traveling into the future.
0: This all uh, falls in the category of, of pointless and useless knowledge. No, it's There ha- has no, it. no it is bearing or revel. Re- uh, relevance on the uh, the current journey of life.
1: But look, listen, listen. If you want to feel cool and special, I just gave you something cool and feel sp- something cool and special to feel. You are Marty McFly. Now you may not travel as fast as Marty McFly, <sighs> but you are Marty McFly. We are all traveling into the inevitable, and the inevitable is the future. You are a time traveler. Give yourself a pat on the back. Now you know why you feel so tired all the time. You're like, man. <sighs>
0: Jake, I've been um,
1: traveling through time. Stop. One second at a time.
0: That is beyond stupid.
1: Folks. Dating Brothers show. <laughs> Woo. We're back.
0: After a, a a period of hiatus um, that was because, well, I was sick. I, I didn't feel <clears throat> good last week on mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, Jacob can attest to this fact. Um, this
1: is true. The I I speak from experience.
0: Uh, the feeling good. I was not. Friday rolled around and we were just um things happened and just we didn't do a show. But yeah, but yet here we are. Here life. we are on a Monday, recording this for your enjoyments. Your uh, hopefully we'll hopefully you'll, maybe we'll give you a little giggle and maybe you'll learn something. So yeah,
1: I was gonna do a show on Saturday, but with you not being here and kind of some of the some of the topics that I wanted to go over um, I really wanted you here I, I kind of wanted you especially that? being gone for so long uh, just usually if I do a show a show by myself I like to uh, keep it on things that that um, that I know that I can carry a conversation without without you just, just it's, it's the I'm thinking about the listener on this one because that's ultimately what it's down to but uh, I, know, I know. I know if a topic is there and you want to talk about it and you are passionate about it, I did not want to do a show because I know that you wanted to have, you want to insert your two cents, which is kind of gonna be weird because we're gonna go all over the place on this show. We got a lot of topics to go well, over.
0: It's nice that you say that because it does help feed my ego. So
1: yes, but, <laughs> but 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 we have a lot of topics to go over, and. Kind of just based on the fact we've been gone for so long. It's
0: going to be a pooperie of of just everything. Just yeah. So phew, buckle up.
1: May not dive super deep into everything as we usually do because I mean, there's been times where we've done uh, one topic for an entire show. Um, not may not be the case this time, but you know, we'll just see where this takes us. And thank you so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you've committed. You got to listen all the way through, Joe. What is on the docket? What would you like to discuss first?
0: Um, do you want to talk about the uh, – the in- well, hmm, uh, hmm okay, okay. Uh, We can hit this first, right? So um, I, I guess this happened on Friday last week. Friday last week. Um, the, 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 the war in Ukraine is still, still raging on. And we haven't talked about it for a while because, well, not a whole lot's really changed. And it's still a mess. It's still nonsense. It's still a problem. Finland and I believe Sweden are, are signing the paperwork to join NATO. Mm-hmm. Russia says this isn't that big of a deal. I say, why are we still involved in this? This has nothing to do with this. Even though the House Majority uh, Leader, uh, I forget what his name is. McConnell? Steny Hoyer? Um Uh, says that we have a the u.s has a stake in the conflict and we are at he says we are at war with russia and this is the new this is the new line this is the new push the 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 establishment has finally admitted that oh yeah well we really are at war with the with the Rushkis and with the better red than dead i guess um uh and they're finally admitting this and biden is admitting that yeah we really are at war with russia and uh, the the eye patched uh, John McCain Dan uh, Ben Cren- Dan Ben uh, Cranshaw Cren- Cren- one of them um, the the guy with the eye patch um, says that you know this is well, this is an ex- ex- in, uh, existential threat to our democ- or to our way of life and freedom and security and whatever and so on and so forth and and of course in another installment of payment to uh, the Azov, I mean Zelensky. Um, that the the White House asked for thirty three billion dollars to help support the Ukraine in their efforts in fighting back the evil Russian President Vladimir Putin, um, and the the House one upped it and said, you know what, we gonna give you forty billion because we just that cool. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the good folks in America can't buy baby formula, whilst yet we can give guns, ammo, bombs, we can make sure that the, the Ukrainians have access to all kinds of social programs and they've got food on their shelves. We can't feed our own children. Maybe we should start passing out those Frank Reynolds uh, water filters. The water so pure you can feed it to your babies.
1: You can give it to your babies. You Joe, did you like 90% of water is 100% toxins? Exactly. Who else knows what the other 10% is? Because
0: Ex- <laughs> that math checks out. Exactly. <laughs>
1: It's true. I,
0: I, I thought of that today while I was at the golf course. I said, "Oh, Frank Reynolds babies." I have a
1: water filter you need to install in your house. This water <laughs> is so clean you can give it to your babies. Yeah.
0: So uh, it of course too, especially with these with the baby formulas, some of this stuff is formulated specifically for particular children who need maybe extra protein. I don't know how exactly how it would, how it works, but maybe they need more of this, more of that, less of this, less of that. I hear that there are children who are uh, who aren't gaining weight, who are ma- becoming <clears throat> malnourished because they're not getting the, the the nutrients that they need from the baby formula. And if you raise this question, you're say, "Oh, are you pro Putin? What you, you you're concerned about your kid getting enough to eat? What, what, what are you sign with Putin now, huh? You, what? And of course, um, on top of all this." All this shenanigans and nonsense. Um, Lindsey Graham was asked, well, are we now shifting towards reg- regime change in Russia? And Lindsey Graham says there is no off-ramp for Putin. So we've come full circle. We've come uh, to now where we weren't getting involved and we were not involved. Now to where this is uh, Iraq all over again. This is Afghanistan all over again. This is Syria all over again with another going to be going to be another failed yet attempt at regime change this time And this is the question that nobody seems to ask lindsey graham uh... john mccain i patch uh... what happens with all of those nuclear weapons you know they talk about how putin is destabilizing the the region in europe with this largest land war that he started in europe Okay, fine. That very well may be the case. I don't know. You know, nobody cared about Ukraine except for like five minutes ago in the grand scheme of history. If you if you if you knock over the if you knock over the Kremlin, what happens to all those nuclear weapons? Has anybody asked that question? Has anybody thought this through? Has Lindsey Graham, you know, ha- has his has his stupid little brain thought through this little scenario here? Is he thinking about this? And the 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 obvious answer is no, he hasn't, because this is just a grift. That's all this is. Foreign policy uh, from the right wing perspective, it's just become a grift. It's uh well, so and so country six seven thousand miles away poses an existential existential threat to our way of life. Therefore, uh, make sure we get all the funding we need, and we make sure you reelect us because we'll take the fight to Putin. We'll take the fight to Xi, whatever.
1: But what you're missing, Joe, is that it's not just the right. It's not just the obvious neocons. It's not just the the um, um, GOP leadership. It's not just the cranshaws of the world. It's also the so-called progressive
0: well, I'm getting uh, to them.
1: wing as well.
0: And I think I, I, that I, I'm, I'm getting to them. So you expect to, You expect this from a, a segment of the right, the neoconservatives. You you expect to hear this from Eye John McCain from John McCain or uh, Lindsey Graham from National Review uh, Mark Levin all of these all of these uh, all of these the bench warmers you, you expect to hear this from all the, the these people but the difference is though is that there was a tradition in America of the anti-war left like the Jimmy Doors the world uh, people would talk about uh, maybe some of these more radical groups that, are, that were the anti-war, like, like the Black Panthers. The Noam
1: Chomsky's.
0: Noam Chomsky's. The anti-war movement in the 60s with against Vietnam. You you would think you'd hear about these folks being anti-war. But these are the people who are pushing for this the most. You, I, it, it blows my mind. Anytime someone brings up the issue of, well, where's all this money going that we're sending to Ukraine? Who's getting the money? Is there any oversight making sure this money is getting spent the way it's supposed to? If you were to say this on MSNBC, oh, what you are you supporting Putin now? You, you're pro Russia, and it's it's like, weren't you the people who were who were anti-war? Weren't you the people who would march in front of the Pentagon, in front of the White House, who would question and in, in protest in front of defense secretaries and presidents over? Conflicts that we were engaging in the Middle East or Europe or, whatever, no. These people have gone completely, have fallen completely into the. Have fallen completely into the uh, the neoconservative neoliberal uh, think uh, I guess not think tank, I guess think tank of just uh, well global hegemony, no matter what.
1: Um, yeah, and I think that's I think it's I think it's very very telling. It's very telling that uh this latest bill um so so like forty billion um which is just magically found and is gonna be sent to Ukraine and uh you know I I was watching Jimmy Dore today before I went to work and uh he was talking about how you know it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, of all people um whether it's a lover or hater what, what I don't I don't really care what side you think about her um, the fact that she is more anti-war than the progressive left has really got to say something to where the state is of the progressive left. Uh, maybe if you do identify on the left and you do identify as one of these progressive types, um, if if Marjorie Taylor Greene is out progressiving you, that's not much. That's even a word. But if she it is, is now, if she is farther to to, to the left. Politically in American politics on war than than you are and the party you support, maybe a, a check in the mirror is in, is in order. Because whenever she goes on the on the floor and says that we're giving forty billion to Ukraine, which is is not gonna it's not like you're gonna be giving it all to humanitarian efforts. She pointed out where, where most of this is going, and you know where it's probably gonna end up going is being laundered through. Various, com- various, um, so companies and corporations, and it'll end up finding its way into the pockets of Seratheon so and the military-industrial complex. And all those other um, companies, uh, Lloyd
0: Austin can give his 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 friends and in the and in in the company he used to work for a big paycheck.
1: That's probably where it's going to end up going, and it's going to end up going into the corrupt government of Ukraine, which is the most corrupt government in Europe. And this is not even up for debate. Um, by every metric pre pre March twenty twenty two, this was widely known that, um, that that Ukraine was a very corrupt government, always has been. Ever since the regime change done in the Obama administration has been a very corrupt government, uh, so no one would be for sending aid to a government that we know it's not going to be spent. Right. Um, but, but, but what 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 um, Green says on the floor of the of the house was, you know, we're sending 40 billion to to Ukraine, but we can't even have baby formula on the shelves now. Something I do want to say about that statement about that issue is that I don't. People are saying that she's giving a false equivalency because she's trying to make it sound like these two items are related, and they're not. Um, they're, we're not. We're not. We don't have a baby formula shortage because we're sending money to Ukraine. It's more of the optics of it, um, and it's. It's not also to say that 40 billion would solve the baby shortage the baby formula shortage i don't know i don't know if that would or not i'm not an expert on that um, supply line and through the production of that certain um, product now i know the fda has had a lot of issues with that blocking imports from europe and there's been some speculation whether or not they're hoarding it on the border for um for for, for, well, for migrants crossing the border. I have seen reports about that. I don't know if they're true, so take well, that with no, a grain uh, of salt. Well, if you
0: ask Jen Psaki, mothers are hoarding hoard, hoarding it uh, themselves Well, because Jen Psaki is because all those fat babies out there are eating too much, according well, to Jen Psaki. Well,
1: I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I do not know if that's true or it's not. It's a joke, Jacob. I know, but I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. No,
0: I, no the, it, there is an inkling of truth of formula being sent to the border because there are some representatives who are – trying to expose that
1: yeah that's what I'm saying I I don't know if it's true or not I have not actually poured through the data and the figures and the the stats the facts to see if that's true or not yet so but you know people are saying that people are saying that speculation about that Uh, the thing I find interesting about the the baby formula shortage and I think it's very very dangerous if we don't get this solved very very quickly especially as time begins to roll on. If, if, if we go into two or three months more of this, where if we're seeing 50% of, of baby formula sold out, it, there's something very, very dangerous about that. And Tim Poole talked about this on a show I was listening to, I was listening to with him. You know, if you go to the grocery store and you can't find – a chicken thighs if you want to eat chicken thighs for dinner no big deal right there's plenty of other meat options to choose from if you can't find black beans oh that sucks but
0: get the red beans. you get
1: the red be- yeah exactly that's the point but if your baby can only have one type of formula and it and you can't you literally can't get it there's no store within hours have it you begin things get a little a little desperate for some people now I'm not saying I want this to happen. I'm not saying that this is something that I want to see happen or, or even something that may happen. But, you know, I will say this. There are a lot of parents out there where if their newborn has not had anything to eat for several days and they see somebody with the last can, the last uh, container of formula, you know – Desperate times may play into that. Civil society goes out of the window. Civil society window. may at that point go out of the window if it means the life and death of their child. Your, their child. So I think that we're playing with something very, very dangerous here um, that it's, it's different than any other product. right? If, if you can't get ground beef, yes, it sucks because if you want a, a, a delicious hamburger, you can't have one. But you can eat other things. There's plenty of other foods to eat. Um when I when I hear about food shortages, it's really gonna be stuff like that if if things get if the impending food shortages we're being told is on the horizon. It'll be stuff like that. It'll be where you can't find pasta or you can't find certain items. It's not like you're gonna go to the store and there'll be no food on the shelves. I don't think that is going to occur personally. But I don't know. That's just this is my inkling. On the subject. Well,
0: Biden talked about it, and um, Biden said that they knew this was coming back in February. But Biden's not a mind reader. That was his reasoning. And I mean, is
1: he, is he wrong on that, though?
0: Well, I mean, I don't think he can even read his own mind. It's um, true. But if you knew about this back in February, to your own admission— um, and you did nothing. Now, I'm not saying that that $40 billion they sent to Ukraine should have been spent on the manufacturing of more baby formula. I'm not even saying that they should invoke the Defense Production Act, like I think what Tucker Carlson is saying, to, to make more. That's not what I'm saying. But if you knew about this back in February, did nothing, and then you're still sending money to a, a foreign government for reasons unknown— <laughs> Whilst yet kids in your own country are not being fed, it looks really bad. It looks like you wanted it to happen. Well, that's what I said. That's
1: that's my opinion on all this. It's, there, it the forty billion is not. Um, it, it's it's also like this, like, like this as well. You have record high gas prices every single week. Basically, we are breaking the gas the gas price record for a gallon of unleaded and diesel in america we are constantly breaking records and not for not for good reasons it sets it's the it's the image of it it's the optics of it of things are really really bad for a lot of people and people are struggling but it seems that the focus is not on people here
0: like the like, what kills me is all of the America First politicians, right? And you, the Dan, the Dan Crenshaws, John McCain, I patch. When he says, "Well, forty billion dollars can, can't buy you a single can of baby baby formula," is he right? Yes, but it still looks bad when America First people say, "Well, we still got to give the money." And those of you who are complaining about baby formula, well, you're 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 too dumb to understand what the the dynamics at play here that looks so bad. It, you look you you cannot look more tone deaf. You could not look more out of touch with your base and with what's going on in your own country. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the optics of it and I think also what we're seeing, especially that I've kind of I don't check Twitter very often, but whenever I do, I do try to look at what the conversation around the Ukraine issue is. And it's overwhelmingly negative right now. I have not seen Ukraine other than the obvious people who are just going to follow whatever the current crisis is. And I'm on board with it, whether whatever it was, insert crisis,
0: the media, they're going to buy into it. The tragedy hustlers. They go from one thing to another. Yes.
1: Besides those people, a lot of people who maybe were on board with it at first are are not sticking with it. They're not staying with this narrative. case in point, let me ask you the case in point whenever biden said that we're gonna have to uh, sacrifice on on the home front for for the war right Mm -hmm. he he said something to the extent said something to the extent of um well paying more for gas is a way to combat putin right Or, or paying more for groceries more for energy is a way that it's a it's a burden it's a hardship that that we're gonna have to take on but Doing it knowing that you're doing it for the right reason. Does that make sense? Much
0: mm-hmm. in the same you way in, st- in in World War II. Yes, we had to go through rationings for the for the war. Yes. Yeah, you say stuff make like that, parallel. right?
1: You say stuff like that, and then I check because I saw a, a report about this and I didn't believe it at first. I'm gonna pull it back up real quick. But if you go to CNBC, and you go under the currencies, right? Tracks all the currencies weighed against the U.S. dollar. Forex, Forex trading, right? Or just Forex spot. If you look at the exchange rate for, for rubles to dollars, so how many, how many Russian rubles it, it cost to purchase one U.S. dollar, if you look at where it was before the war started, so about mid-February, mid it took you 76 rubles to buy one U.S. dollar. So and it's been kind of hovering about that seventy percent or that, that seventy rubles to one US dollar for, for many, many months beforehand. And then as soon as the war broke out, the ruble crashed and it costs over hundred and fifty rubles to buy one US dollar. Can you guess where it is now? Now, as of the closing of the markets at six forty two PM, it costs you sixty two. So the U.S. So the, the Russian ruble, according to its being, according to its weight against the U.S. dollar, is stronger than it was previous to the start of the war. So when, a, when everyday Americans see that, and even if they believed the narrative beforehand of "Hey, if I pay fifty cents more a gallon, if that means that it hurts Putin, we'll we'll do it," right? Remember that poll that mm-hmm. said um, that percent I'm, willing, of a, to I'm more, willing to pay more for more gas, gas for, right? Yeah. How do you say to this now? The sanctions clearly are not working if you wanted to tank the Russian economy, if you wanted to destroy the Russian ruble. It's not working. And it hasn't been working. The Russian ruble has been has has fully recovered and is now stronger
0: than it was before than it was beforehand. And more and more countries are deciding to do business in their in the Russia's own currency versus using the dollar.
1: So then the question is, okay, I'm paying more for this stuff for nothing. Because remember, the Democrats are running on this is the Putin price hike. This is Putin's fault. OK, so we responded to Putin by sanctions, which in turn also and magically raised the price of everything. But are we hurting him anymore? You know, for, for a time, you can see this giant spike here. We were hurting him for a while, but are we hurting him now? It's a it, it is a tough sell. If you're on that side of the aisle, it's a, it's a tough sell.
0: Well it's true to too. somebody
1: who is having to pay $5 for a gallon of diesel and you told them that hey this was for the
0: greater good. Well how can it be possible for him to have created all this inflation, the Putin inflation rate, right, right, right? But yet for their own currency to get stronger. How does that work? Is that cuz that means our own currency is getting weaker along with all the spending and money printing that's gone on in the last couple years? Like, I don't know. How, how do you sell that? You can't sell that. They don't. That won't. That that dog won't hunt, as they say down there in the south. Do
1: down still, there in the south, do they still say that. We we live in
0: the south, Joe. We
1: talking about down there in the south. I guess
0: that's true. Well, who knows who's listening to this and where they're listening it. It's true. From
1: it's very very true.
0: Any anywho, um, so when you go and buy things, Jacob, do you consider the Political leanings of of the company that, that you purchase things from.
1: Absolutely, you know. Whenever I go buy my my, especially my uh, bread, bread especially, I look at whether or not, whether or not this company's woke, whether or not they support the message. Do they have? Was this bread Was this bread raised humanely? That's what I'm concerned. Was the wheat raised in a humane environment. That, to me, matters. So,
0: so you're counting the rainbow flags at the Nature's Own Headquarters, is that what you're saying?
1: Do they support the message? Right. Are they down with the cause? Yeah. That's what I'm concerned
0: about. Because um, I, this is something that I that never crossed my mind whenever I would go to Walmart or go to a movie or watch TV or buy shoes or whatever. whatever. I, I, re, I really didn't care what the political message from a company was. And
1: I largely don't either.
0: Yeah, and I still kind of don't. Although that's kind of changing um, because there are people out there who just, just flat out hate us, who just hate people. There's just so much hate, Jacob. You know, the ultra-maga folks are the authors of hate. is That's as us, says. right, Jarrah.
1: That's right. <laughs> We're the ultra-maga crowd.
0: Just the authors of hate. But anyway, so Trafalgar, Trafalgar Group, they did a poll. And that just over 87% said that they are somewhat likely or very likely to stop using a product or service from, a, from companies That that openly support the political agenda they disagree with. In fact, the Trafalgar Group found that nearly 52% of respondents consider themselves very likely to avoid supporting companies based on the values they promote. While about 13% responded, uh, said they were not very likely if they had a. a, a differing opinion the the most striking thing is that 51.4 percent of independents were very likely to stop supporting companies whose political ideologies not match their own um i these polls always kill me because okay democrats republicans okay so i can i can the boomers are the republicans and the 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 progressives you know blue hair types they would be the democrats who are these independents
1: I guess us. Is that us? I, I guess that we're independents because, I mean, I'm not a Democrat. I'm def- definitely not a, a, a member. a Republican? Yeah, I'm definitely not a member. Not but I, I don't know. I guess it's just weird how they pull these people.
0: I, I want to know who these independents – because, okay, so Bernie Sanders is technically. technically an independent, but we know he's not. He's – He's farther left of the establishment well, of the, is, the Democratic Party. He though. is lockstep with with the party, though. Yeah. When
1: it, when it, when it boils down to it, the party can screw him over, and he'll still come coming, he'll still come walking on back. He's like, oh, can I have my sheet back? Oh, can I can I run for you guys again? After getting screwed over twice, yeah, he'll still come back.
0: So the the another example, okay, like Ross Perot. In the election in the '90s, he's an independent technically. But if you look at Ross Perot and you look at Trump, they're basically the same person.
1: <laughs> well, I'm guessing that libertarians would be considered. I mean, that's kind of more of what we fall into is the big umbrella libertarian term is kind of where we fall. So I don't know. Yeah, is that independent as well technically? I I don't know.
0: So there's a, there's a huge shift right now of people um, putting their money where their mouth is, as far as it goes. I guess. Uh, to not use a a, a, a well worn cliche, um, of of people taking and taking stock, as as it were, um, as to what these companies support. Do do you hate me? Do you are you actively going to give money to groups that I know are actively trying to destroy my way of life? Who think I am filled with hate? Who think I want to kill? Or want to see trans people die who think I hate women because I'm pro-life. Or I don't want to see kids, you know, um, have to sit in classrooms and be indoctrinated with all this gender theory and all this critical race theory and all this stuff. Should I give my money to these people? Like, I think the Disney thing was a huge wake-up call for a lot of conservatives. Because Disney was one of the last cultural institutions that was beyond reproach, that was, that that a lot of people thought, still portrayed some kind of traditional family values, and we all know that has since changed by, uh, because of their active support for the opposition of the, the so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill, and even what's come out recently on some of their shows about just outright. Questioning parental authority in the lives of kids in classrooms, um, and you know, I, this is something that I've thought about a lot here recently. It's like, well, boycotts. Do boycotts work? Well, I mean, we look at Disney, this the stock, the, the how much their stock price has fallen. You look at Netflix, how much their stock price has fallen just within the last couple of months. And the subscriber count. The subscriber counts. Yeah, so Disney is down like
1: forty percent now. To be fair, a lot of stocks are down really big right now. But, True. Um, if you look at Disney but, per- but
0: that's not in a vacuum.
1: But if you look at Disney's stock performance over the last five years, it's only up two percent. Yeah. So it's not it's not exactly doing, um, I guess, brilliantly, as you can see. But that 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 that's not in a vacuum, though. All the no, it's in- not
0: the entertainment companies and uh, distributors are taking a hit because people are readjusting the content and things that they buy and there's these th- platforms popping up there's one called Town square I think it's an app where uh, you can look for companies and services that more align with your own political point of view either they align with it or they they just don't hate you <laughs> like 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 with uh, Jeremy boring said about Jeremy's razors like I, d- I may not love you but I don't hate you <laughs> yeah I don't
1: hate you give me your money. Um, that's something I will say, you know, I, this whole issue of supporting companies, um, that differ from you politically, I do equate it to art and to artists because, you know, and, and whenever you support an artist, uh, and their art is their product, right? Their music or their, 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 um, acting or their film or their, their literal art if they're a painter or sculptor, um, if you were to pick only people that supported whatever uh, political side that you would, if if you fell anywhere besides the mainstream uh, agenda, you'd have no one to really listen to. Who would you listen to? Like, I guess uh, Kid Rock, the last Lee three Greenwood. years. Yeah, Lee, Leah Greenwood. Uh, wow, that's a real diverse playlist you got there. You know, I listen to all kinds of music. I like all kinds of films and movies. I can guarantee you that when i listen to um a station to station by by david bowie or i listen to ziggy stardust the rise and fall of Ziggy stardust even better record when i listen to that record i don't go what is uh, bowie's philosophy on um on inflation or his economic theory uh i don't care when i listen to lionel richie am i like hey how does lionel richie feel about this issue no, I don't think anyone has that or I don't listen to Daft Punk. I don't I don't listen to Daft Punk to get reaffirmed on my beliefs about monetary policy. And I think a lot of people unfortunately fall into that. Now, if in a Daft Punk song they said, hey, if you don't agree with this agenda, you're a terrible person, eh, probably wouldn't fall into that. But I think a very, very few – artists actually go out and do that whereas if you hey if you disagree with me you're a piece of garbage because many artists are smart enough to know that hey let's not alienate half of the half of my fan base uh, because it's not worth it It doesn't make any much sense for me Uh, i think i think that's kind of where i draw the line i I i will say though i am not the biggest fan of the daily wire i think i think i think matt walsh is a probably probably the only person i like from the, from the Daily Wire. I really can't stand, stand Ben Shapiro. I think he, the fact that he calls himself a AMS libertarian I think is extremely laughable. He's, he's about as a libertarian as the John McCain was. and uh, But I will say that what they have done with building their own streaming platform, their own production company, um, the fact that they have Jeremy's Razors now, which is super cool, I, you know, I think it is finally good that they're uh, not just falling in with most of the boomer cons of saying, Oh, well, the left is doing this. They're actually going and doing something about it. And even if you don't agree with the Daily Wire's politics, etc., or whatever, having more competition is always a good thing. You know, will the Daily Wire's streaming platform fail? I have no idea. Will Jeremy's ra- Razors be a complete failure? Again, I don't have no idea. But I think competition... And creating products not to preach a message because um, there is no message being preached from Jeremy's razors. It's just, it's just razors and we don't hate it's just, you. It's apolitical. It's apolitical. You know, sure, it may be owned by the Daily Wire, but they're not going over there and preach. They're not going to send you a uh, copy of a book about conservatism. They're not sending you Ronald Reagan quotes inside of your box of razors. Uh, they're just going to provide you with a product and not hate you if you disagree with them. So I think there is something to be said for that. Even if even if myself personally doesn't align with them politically on everything, uh, it's definitely interesting. I think it's something that should be celebrated and something that, that's good. Net positive.
0: I, 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 I'm I largely in the same spot. Although I think your analogy of artists don't think scales very well because when we tar- start talking about, okay, uh, shoes, Right. Um, Nike, for instance, they uh, and Colin Kaepernick and some of the, some of the, the athletes that they sponsor that you may not agree with, you may not agree with. Um, you know, you can separate. You can buy different shoes. You can choose not to buy, buy Nike Nikes. shoes. Yeah, you can choose not to. You could. You don't have to do the whole separate artists from from message thing. Um, you know, you can still like someone's music but disagree with them. But and also too. You can you can just not buy Nike's. You can do that too. So
1: No, it's not what I'm it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is that if you were to solely base your purchase your purchases around the political alignment of you and that producer, you'd find it very very hard, especially in in almost anything out there. But I'm saying though is that it's pretty shallow to, to say, oh well, oh well, you know, so and so is a raging um, so liberal, so I'm not going to listen to their music. It's like it, it is my personal gripe with 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 boomercons and Bruce Springsteen. This is, this, yeah. this, this is kind of where it all stems from is that you you have these boomercons, these these Ben Shapiro types who will go on there and say, well, you know, Bruce has 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 never made a good album. Never the made ben a good singer. song these okay. pe- people yeah. like Ben Shapiro will go out there and say that Bruce whenever the Bruce the Bill O'Reilly types yeah whenever Bruce comes out and says or something Sean stupid because you know Bruce is not the brightest person when it comes to his politics He'll or Bono out. Bono's another good example yeah. they said oh, oh U2's never made, a, never made a good album no that is not true U2 has made good music in the past
0: The Unforgettable um, Fire is a great album
1: Bruce has made good multiple the good River. critically and um, um, commercially acclaimed records so this, I guess, that's just where I have issues. That I find this more on the right is that they just have no ability to separate um, art from the artist. Like when I watch Seinfeld, I don't, I don't, I don't care what Jerry Seinfeld's politics are. You know, now if they were something evil and, and horrible and maybe that whole different story. It's not politics are not supposed
0: to be that. When I'm, or here, here's even more hot take. Um, Kevin Spacey. I think he is a fantastic actor now is he a garbage human being absolutely but he, I still think the the what he did on screen was still really really good and that's true of Harvey Weinstein some of the movies that his company made were great was Harvey Weinstein uh, a, par- a social and uh, pariah absolutely was he an awful human being absolutely but his company and Kevin Spacey still made good products. Is that is that is that okay to say? No,
1: I mean, that's not bad to say at all. I think that you know it'd be like saying OJ Simpson was a great football player. Yeah, you know he or... did allegedly <laughs> allegedly killed two people. I I for me it is just separating the art from the artist, and I think that. But unfortunately, we are coming to a, p- a time where I think that's going to be more difficult and difficult with um, some of the issues that are being taken that are a little more non-negotiable issues, especially with a lot of the stuff, especially with what Disney's doing is mm-hmm. becoming very, very difficult for people to still continue supporting them and a lot of these other companies that are doing a lot of things that, you know, are are, are pretty radical with whatever side you fall on. It's not exactly the most uh, – Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, well you don't support this. What's 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 up with
0: you?" Yeah, or these boomer conservatives will take it to the other side and say that you know every James Woods movie is Citizen Kane. It's like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
1: no. Every single like a uh, Kurt Cameron film is, is uh or Dean Kane. Yeah, or, or, whenever whenever Dean Kane makes a new movie, we have to go out and and think it's the greatest thing ever made. When you get there, and you're like, oh yeah, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, was it good? <laughs> how do you say it's how do you say it's not the best without sounding condescending
0: uh, oh okay alright um so uh, last episode we talked about the whole abortion thing and we got into it and um uh, it was
1: actually the whole episode was about that yeah
0: um and that's probably why we ha- why we took a week off because I think we needed the, 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 pe- the, good, the good folks who listen um to a break from our uh I guess, the, the scorched earth as we, as we got into it. Uh, but anyway, so uh, since then, things have only gotten worse. Because any day now, uh, between now and, I think, July 30th? I think it's July 30th. I think the, the end of summer, really, is when the court session ends. So between now and then, any day now, the official decision, whether, if whether or not they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade, uh, is going to happen. Any day now, we'll get the official um the official opinion from the majority from Samuel Alito, uh, the initial draft it may be uh, just a re a retweet of the <laughs> initial draft that was leaked there may be some edits who knows i don't um uh that that is going to come down any day now and uh ever since that dropped the the left ha- has has done everything it can to to avoid it, and they are beyond outraged by it at the same time, because the left is Matt Walsh, and I is, and I've really been disappointed by a lot of libertarians, especially some libertarians that I actually really like about this in, here recently the left is trying to do everything it, it can not to talk about it, because they know, as soon as they open their mouths and start talking about this, especially the, the bill that they were trying to pass just about a week ago basically codifying Roe versus wade and give in would allow abortion up to the point of birth um whenever these supporters of this bill were asked uh, to clarify what on their position what this bill actually does they would say well i don't want to get into the weeds of the thing because they don't want to talk about what it actually does because as soon as they do people are like oh, I, I don't i don't i don't agree with that I, you know abortion up to nine months abortion up to the point of birth yeah, i'm not all about that you know i'm pro-choice and everything but i don't want to go that far well, that's where the left is at. But they, they know as soon as they start talking about it in detail, they lose everybody. And the right is, is doing everything they can to poke them and say, tell us more about your position. Tell us a little more about what you think. Because the even though the left likes to, likes to push around the 80% of Americans want Roe versus Wade to stay in place, but every time they start talking about it, People are like, ugh, I, I just, I, I don't want to go there. I don't, I don't want to hear that. And the more and more, the closer and closer we get, we saw the protests at Catholic at Catholic churches, I think the Sunday after this came down. We see, we've see we seen the protests in front of the uh, the homes of the Supreme Court justices. We see that their, their lives are legitimately being threatened by these people, which is totally not okay, and it's actually against a federal law to intimidate Uh, a Supreme Court justice and or uh, chief justice like that is legitimately against the law. And those people should be prosecuted and thrown henceforth into a cage forever. Well, I mean,
1: if they're going to prosecute people who protest outside of an abortion clinic, then I think it's only fair that the same treatment gets put to the other side.
0: Absolutely. Um, We're so we're seeing all of this. And I still I'm still hearing from some conservatives, oh, well, we'll we'll just nuance our way out of this. We just want to get rid of the elective abortions, and you can keep your rape and incest, you can keep the life of the mother, you can keep all that, we can nuance our way out of this. But that's not the game that the other side is playing, because it never was about life of the mother. never was about the... Uh, the, like, I guess like the 8% if, we, if we're going by the Guttmacher Institute it was always about mass murder it was always about at any point in time abortion on demand as evidenced by the bill that they were trying to push through the Senate so you know we our last conversation I've thought a lot about it and I've had a a, a pride uh, I, my pride has been put in check here recently too Especially towards Trump, because we are we're gonna we're gonna have to face the fact that Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell are the most pro-life people uh, who have ever been in office. Given the fact that Trump's three appointees that Mitch McConnell helped get through are going to be deciding potentially if this goes down. Um, the issue of life and the issue of abortion and that in that means that i'm gonna have to swallow a little pride here and say and give the credit where credit is due as far as the, as far as the donald goes because i, I we've been through uh, we, we've been through uh, the things that we disagree with the donald on and how i feel about the donald especially it's a lot <laughs> especially how i feel about mitch mcconnell too like, I still don't like Mitch McConnell. I think that man should be primary straight back to hell where he came from. Um, but at the same time, though, give credit where credit is due. Because if it wasn't for them, this wouldn't be happening. So I think give a little credit where credit is due. Um, the uh, I, I, And two, it, the, the longer this goes on, the, the longer we wait, the more insanity that's going to be coming from uh, the left, especially from these people who are out protesting. I saw today. Uh, was it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, a, a, a protester holding up a sign that said "fetus fetuses plural equals good snack" or um, or these other people who were holding up signs saying "I wish my mom aborted me." Um, all these folks and all this stuff, and I, I'm thinking that. Uh, these kinds of this ideology doesn't get voted away. You can't vote that away. That's that's an ideological problem. That's gonna have to be something that's gonna have to be dealt with by a higher power. One a power that that man does not possess. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Because what we're up against here, as far as the life issue, as far as just the abortion issue, and this does stem out other. To other things, but this is this is this is a spiritual battle that's going to be it's, that is waging on right now between the people who would hold up a sign saying, "I wish my mom aborted me." First of all, she doesn't believe that because uh, she's alive. Because if you felt so strongly about that, then why'd you just kill yourself? What
1: is a what is a Hans Hermann Hoppe say? Just can you can reduce the issue by one?
0: Yeah you can always just jump off a bridge not advocating that but there is that option <laughs> um, you can't reason with that you can't argue with that no matter how many statistics no matter what you throw at them there is no reasoning with those people someone that will hold up a sign that says fetuses equal good snack I don't even know what that means if it if, if it means what I think it means um, that's depraved and demonic you can't reason with that you can't debate your way out of that you can't there's nothing you can do to change that person's mind nothing now when people like dave portnoy or other famous people say well you know what about pro-choice and you know people that get themselves into a tough situation and whatnot you that you can deal with that you can debate but the other stuff that comes straight from the pit of hell that comes stri- that is that that is the the demonic forces at work in our world and there's no amount of political action no amount of voting that can deal with that does that make sense you mm-hmm. understand what i'm saying no i
1: understand what you're saying
0: so that's really what we're up against here with it. those of us who are pro life those of us who um those of us who are, who are just who, who recognize human life for what it is and, and, it's, and its value and its worth and it's also this is also a, a huge wake up call for uh, all these fake pro-life groups that just exist to collect money and there's a lot of them out there and there's a lot of pundits out there who are a mouthpiece for these organizations who, who say they're pro-life and they say that just so they can they can, they can collect money you know just so they can take that last 10 bucks from from grandma because you know Sean Hannity says wow well, you know a pro life group whatever um i can't do a Sean Hannity voice but <laughs> um you know this is a real this is going to separate the wheat from the chaff this is going to separate the, the 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 true believers from the people who are just riding the waves this is also going to do a lot for the church too because all the groups and this is something i've noticed too all of the groups who who have been really working in this arena, like you look at what's going on with Florida and the schools and Disney, you look at the abortion issue, all of the groups that are working at this. You know what the group that often gets left out the most is the church. Have we heard any high profile pastor talk about this issue? Yeah, I'm not talking like like Joel Osteen or. Um, the the Hillsong pastor or um, Bethel—I'm not talking about those guys because those guys are that—that that, that's just that—that's just Christian worship rock star concert stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like 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 real real deal. The real deal pastors. Like, has anyone heard this stuff talked about in the church at all? Because when we look at what's going on with Disney, all the groups that were involved in getting that bill passed—the so-called "Don't Say Gay." Bill, how often was the church mentioned? I I don't know. I don't know. I never heard it. And this is really gonna this is really gonna be a thorn in the side of the church too because because the fight is just beginning with this, because this is gonna get kicked back down to the States. And you're going to have pro-abortion states. You're going to have all these companies like Amazon and whatnot who are going to pay their employees to travel, travel expenses, to go and get these procedures done. They're going to slaughter their own children. They're going to pay for that. And that's going to be, it's going to be a real a real kind of shifting of, of, the, of the culture, if you will, especially in the church, too. Because as far as I know and as far as what I've seen, they've been completely silent on this whole issue. And I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, please, please send me an email, send me a video of Pastor talking about this, because I'm sure there has been. Because I, well, I haven't seen anyone of note, anyone like, like a like a major figure in the in the church, like you know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know. Like when you, like, when you think of a big name, like a David Platt or the people of that caliber, I just haven't seen it. So I Have don't you know. you been looking for it? I've been trying to. Okay. I'm just, I'm just curious. I've been trying to, and I, you know, so I don't know, and you you just don't you don't hear you just don't you know like like the uh, what's her face from the Young Turks um what's her name Anna Casparian? can Anna Casparian. She's talking about I don't want to hear about your religion anymore, and I'm like, are you still hearing from people in the religion on this? Because I I have I'm not hearing from it. I'm not hearing it. What do you think? I don't know. Overall, not just what I've been talking about, but overall.
1: Um, overall, I think you know. I'm going to repeat what I said last time. I said, I "Think this is the this is the time to strike." Um, and I think that by keeping by continuing to talk about it, by continuing, I've seen videos on Twitter, I've seen videos on YouTube of what's kind of going on at some of these what, at some of these marches. It, the fact is, is that the truth of the matter. Is the left does not really want to talk about this issue. They just they just don't. They really don't want to talk about this issue, because they know it's a losing issue. Because when they have to start to, when they have to start defending their position on this, uh, most most Americans are not on board with that. Most Americans when they think of Roe v. Wade, they think of the 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 rape, the incest, the life of the mother. That's really what they really want. And that and it's, we've we've been told because they've conceded every other position. They're finally just backed against the wall of the of the most the most. Unlikely situation is now where they are. They have fallen into when, when really when they have to defend the position. The position is on demand. Doesn't matter up and up. No to, questions up, asked. Up, up, up into the point of birth. That's really even post birth, or even post
0: birth, as, as in the case of the governor of Virginia.
1: Well, as there was a as a Tim Pool put up a tweet where he said, "What happens?" Or someone put a tweet up. It's like what happens whenever someone's on their way to. To get an abortion, to Planned parenthood, whatever, and actually gives birth, can what, what happens then? You know, are, are they well? You know, they they intended to do that, so I, I don't know what that so, so so what that falls under. But you know, let them keep talking about it, keep bringing it up, because the the, the fact of the matter is is that once you get down to it, these people uh, believe that it should be up until the point of birth the the whole safe legal and rare thing does not exist anymore. I don't think it ever really Only did. If, if if it ever did, and you know let, let them keep talking, let them keep talking, let them keep bringing it up and keep pushing this because, you know, there's a lot of people who's like, well, I need good good points or, or good arguments to defend my position on abortion. You know, to to a large extent that probably is true, but you know, whenever you stand on the side of life. Um, you can say, "Hey, I just don't believe in murdering people," and then people come up and say, "Hey, would do you support the death penalty?" And, you know, if you're correct on this, you say, "No, <laughs> no."
0: That is something that I I, I go back and forth with is capital punishment. It's like,
1: should we have a should we have a death penalty?
0: Yeah, I go back and forth with that.
1: You know, there is an argument to be made about how someone may do something so heinous that it. Um, like a case in point, if you were to catch um, one of the more um, despicable things that you can – Like a Jeffrey Dahmer. A Jeffrey Dahmer, right? If, you could, if if a Jeffrey Dahmer 2.0 happens, you know, clearly um, this man can never be let back into, into society. There's no way, I think, at that point to assimilate him back into civil society. So what do you do with him? Uh, you know, I think that – I have long said – and this is a fun game that I like to play with my – I like to play. About what to do with with people who harm children um, sexually. W- what is this to be done with that? You know, I always like to throw ideas out there. Of uh, you know, um, feet first in a um in, in a in a wood chipper, thrown in a volcano, smeared in pig's blood, and thrown into a cage with a wild polar bear. Stuff like that. I think is like a good place to start. Human centipede. Those are all places I would start. Um, <laughs> You know, I think that if you just – if you took them to the coast of Africa, chummed the water, and then threw them with a bunch of sharks, I think those are good places to start. Into the piranha tank. Piranha tank, good places to start. Uh, you know, I I, I, I think that – and those are certain crimes that I think that you could make a, justific, a, a case for that. I still personally don't like the idea of the government having the power to execute someone. That to me is just – too great of a power to give to any institution or any organization like that just because I know I know for a fact that someone is going to die who is who is innocent and I think that that is just too much too yeah. much power even though
0: cuz there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do to fix that
1: cuz even though I do believe that uh, that there are certain crimes out there where I think that you have voided your right to live. I, I do believe that. I do believe that there are certain crimes, but I do not believe in a, a death penalty. If that if that seems like it's backwards or circle logic, fine, but in my mind it makes sense. I just like the government pulling the trigger.
0: Yeah. Well, Or, or mean, the,
1: or, or the lever, if you will.
0: I look at it as you look out all throughout biblical history and – um all these uh, all these uh, governments throughout the history of the world have been given this power. And it's, it's very specific in the Bible. They, ha- they talk about how these political figures, these leaders, have been given the power of capital punishment, and they wield it. And it kind of justifies it. And I, I think, okay, it's true. That did happen. And I thought, okay, the fact that, 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 some, that an innocent person can be killed, and I just don't believe... That I can trust, someone like Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or, or K- Kamala Harris to tell me what evil is,
1: because essentially that's who you're giving it to. Right, you, you are giving it to those people, and I don't think that I don't think that any one person should have that power. Should have the power yeah. to lawfully end the life of another
0: person. Because oftentimes how this works is is that um, the governor will sometimes make the, the final decision on this. And if it's the governor of Virginia who said that they would, he would condone uh, post-birth abortions, um, I'm not going to take his word for it. I'm just or, not. Where's your
1: morality compass?
0: Or you tell me that the guy who sent thousands to die in nursing homes, Andrew Cuomo, you think I'm going to take his word for it? Gavin Newsom, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I
1: don't know. It's a, it's a good conversation and a good debate to have. Uh, well, I don't know if there's anything else for us to discuss or talk about, kind of keep it at rather an hour, unless there's anything you wanted to P.S. Or, Bill, or, or Billy Martin or anything.
0: There was something that I was reading recently that I really enjoyed. I can't remember what it is now.
1: A piece of art? Liter- so, so some, some good piece of literature?
0: Um, oh, I think we should do something fun maybe coming up. We should, you know like how we did the top Rush songs? Yeah. I think we should go through like our top 10 movie lists.
1: Top 10 movie lists? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like favorite movies. That. Favorite movies. Well, I mean, I have to go through... Top 10 movies is a little bit easier than I would say, like, top 10 albums. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I don't think I could honestly...
0: Pick 10 albums. Because the list changes all the time well
1: not just that but i i, I pick albums based on how much or, or if you follow my album of the year uh page which if you don't you, you should it is linked in my linked tree of the description of this video or you know, podcast. you know what's
0: funny about it is that you can tell when i give you suggestions on which albums to review because you'll go from craftwork daft punk Toto, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Swift, Well,
1: I've been doing a deep dive into Taylor Swift's catalog. I've been listened to first time I've ever actually ever listened to all of her all of her records all the way through. Because I mean, it is inescapable to listen to a single every now and then. You go to uh, you go to Walmart and you hear whatever new Taylor Swift singles. So I've heard some of her singles, but never. Yeah, yeah, Walmart, a place you go buy things. But Uh, you hear, never mind. But I've never actually sat down and listened to a Taylor Swift record. And I've, I've I listened to seven of them so far over the past week. And you can read my first six reviews are up there and you can read my thoughts about them. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you because you can do that yourself by looking it up. But I've also just reviewed, you can see my best of 2022, not to plug that too much. Uh, but yeah, records are hard. M- music's hard. Because, you know, there's, it's music, very subjective. there's music out there, like case in point the new black country new roads record is immaculate it is amazing
0: who is that
1: uh black country new roads i played it for you it's um this record oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like this jazzy progressive folky kind of it's it's amazing it's just this epic dramatic uh, symphonic record it's amazing um you know i give that a nine out of ten easily nine out of ten but I've also given stuff like Craftworks, Autobahn. It's difficult, because like I would listen to different things at different times, if that makes sense. I I don't know. There's, there's there's records that I will put on more than others, but I'll say, hey, I like this record more, even though I may not play it as much, because there's certain certain records and certain pieces of music that are more of like an of an experience. If that makes sense. Like case in point, Station to Station by uh, David Bowie. I my opinion that is his best record he's ever made best record he ever made with station to station now that is a epic piece of music that you're not just going to put on at a party somewhere like you know if if somebody hands you the ox cord in a car and you put on station to station and you're like what are we doing you'll never have that cord that, that cord will be ripped enough. away even though that is a perfect album front to back no questions asked uh but, you know, I don't, I, don't always, I don't always listen to that record. You know, I have an original pressing from 1976 Final. I have played it one time. One time I played that record because I, I, I want to keep it. It's still in the original film. Like, they, they just cut the film on the side to get the, 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 the wax out. I listened to that record one time because I'm so afraid that it's going to deteriorate any further than it already has. So it's one of those things where when I buy a vintage record, I listen to it one time. And then I put it away. I just, just like, I'm, I'm so afraid. Like, I've listened to my Beatles records each one time, and that's it. Yeah. Because I'm just too afraid just to, to, because to, 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 I want them to be preserved for much longer than I will be alive. That's the that's the goal.
0: So I think once you're done with uh, reviewing Taylor Swift, I, can I make, a, can I make a, a suggestion? What? I want you to review Fragile by Yes. They're fragile by Yes? 1971, Fragile
1: not a close to the edge cuz you know i do love close to the edge
0: uh well there's only like three songs on that album i think there are actually only three songs on that record because there's that one there's on, Siberian Katru and i think i think there's only three songs on that album
1: it's their highest record it's their highest rated it's, record it's
0: one of their it's one of their it's one of their best works
1: there are three songs on it yeah hey close to the edge is pulling a 98 on
0: here it's a great song, man.
1: It's a, it's a pretty epic. Look, when you know you know it's good whenever a pitchfork gives it a 9. The very uh um
0: What's the overall rating on it?
1: It's got a 95 by critics and it's got an 87 by by
0: um users. Yeah, it's it's uh, It is
1: classified as progressive rock or symphonic prog.
0: Isn't that just a little redundant?
1: I'm <laughs> um, symphonic jazz or a jazz symphony? <laughs> You said nothing. All
0: right. So look at uh, tales from a, ta- a topographic ocean. Okay. This
1: this is this is not gonna okay, be okay, a, yeah, 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 right. a, a a review on music. Um, it's just kind of talking about that. But yeah, we go, do that later. go 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 check out um all the links down in the description. You can follow me on Twitter at jstandridge underscore. You can shoot the show an email, um Jacob Standridge at protonmail com is where to do that. All my links will be down in the description. If you enjoyed what you listened to. And if you're hearing me say these things, you clearly you clearly didn't hate it enough to, to, to change to something else. You
0: made it to the end. You
1: made it to the end.
0: You finished the race.
1: You didn't sit here and, and yeah, you finished the race, okay? You didn't sit there and say, this is crap. I- I'm going to listen to something that's e- it's even worse. Okay, you sat here and you finished this. So if you did enjoy this, consider liking and following the show on Spotify. Give us a five. Give us a ten. Give us a 10 on whatever you listen to whenever you stream on. And if you really enjoyed it, and if you're like, Jacob, I've already done that. What else can I do? Let me tell you. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt at Teespring Store. Link in the description. And you can join the website. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode. One 24 hours, you can listen to all the plebs. You can go on Twitter and be like, oh, at minute 47, Jacob says a pretty funny joke there. And everyone else on Twitter is like, I, I got to wait. I got to wait and see. I, and I see. don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Wait a whole another day and say, oh, things get epic. at And this episode of the Standing Brothers show, things get epic. And then I, all all your followers are going to be jealous. You know why? Because they have to wait a whole other day to listen to what you are listening to right now. And if that does not make you feel special more than being a time traveler, then I don't know what will.
0: <laughs> nice way of roping the, uh, the our, uh, our witty banter to the end here. You know it. That's why right. we,
1: this, this whole show is just one big witty banter for an hour straight. Guys, thank you so much for all the love and support. Uh, me and Joe generally, genuinely and generally do support. <laughs> we do appreciate it. We love you all. Have a great week and we will catch you next time.
0: on the ground. We got a bunch of guys about We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.